Santa baby. Something, 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 something. Yo, the baby. That's the Mandalorian version. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're scheduling two more DC films in our future slate. All right, let's see how that goes. Well, that's a, another, um, what, what do we say? Whenever a movie gets put on the calendar, we're uh, uh, renewed for another at least month there. So Yeah, there we, we go. We got that going for us. Uh, we're saying farewell to Marvel Television for good. To say hello to Marvel Television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, something like that. Uh, we're also using the Force to get through this week for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and more. Yeah, just kind of like how in America the Thanksgiving holiday was kind of pushed back a little bit. I feel like Star Wars was also also pushed back a little bit because uh, my my wife's birthday usually falls usually within a week of some sort of December blockbuster. So usually we're scheduling around that to make sure um, whatever movie doesn't interfere with whatever birthday plans that we have. So I remember the last time a Star Wars movie came out, it was before my wife's birthday. So now this is after my wife's birthday and just a few days before we head back to the Midwest for the holidays. So I'm just like, man, I feel like I'm getting this Star Wars movie in right under the wire, you know? Oh, I mean... They, uh, I mean, it's it's really weird because, like, I want I really want to watch it. I really want to. I'm, I'm waiting for it. But we've also got Mandalorian this week too, and you know, and then immediately kicks off into holiday gear. So like, there's no downtime between Star Wars and then like the rest of the year. I feel like I'm like I'm not gonna be able to rest until January at this point. <laughs> we can't rest until uh, we get uh, this final Star Wars saga wrapped up in our brains. Yeah, exactly. And see see, see if those leaks I read online are true or not, Mike. That's, that's a real <laughs> testament here. Chris out there always reading the leaks. Oh, man, so many leaks. So many leaks. But in that note, we just want to go ahead and prep everybody for the next, like, two, three weeks here. Because, you know, we, we understand that we are everyone's morning ritual sometimes. Uh, but next week, uh, we will be doing our Star Wars review as soon as possible. Hopefully, maybe mm-hmm. Friday um, yeah, I, I would maybe stay tuned, possibly like Friday night, Saturday morning. You will be getting your Star Wars review before we break for the holidays. Yep. And then we're going to take a break uh, for that week. Um, we we both have a lot of traveling and trying to sync up schedules is just impossible. So we're like, yeah, we'll take a break. Since we didn't take one in the summer this year, mm-hmm. we, we normally take a summer break. Uh, but then we're hopefully coming back early next year with uh, potentially some special episodes we, we're, we're talking about. So. Uh, hitting that hard. Hopefully no big news drops in the meantime. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for the beginning of the year. We'll be back uh, at at the top of the year in January for sure. And, uh, I mean, that's when the hype train kicks back in. Everything dies down in Hollywood over the holidays, uh, and then things kick back into gear in January because you got to prep because February is a huge blockbuster month now. Uh, you got got big movies that drop in February now that make a lot of money. So I think January is still kind of the month that's getting reinvented. Um, I'll need to take a look at the slate, but I feel like there's at least one kind of larger budget movie that's dropping in January that actually kind of looked somewhat decent. So who knows? Maybe in 2020, January will finally be rewritten, but we'll find out. Well, it's hard to, to say as well. I mean, both um, all of these streaming services dropping original shows every month as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I'm looking like, oh, Mandalorians will be wrapped up. You know, Watchmen's wrapping up tonight, the last one. Like, what, what what do we do? What do we do in January? You know what I didn't realize? This is obviously not uh, something that we talk about on the show, but High School, the musical, the musical, the series, I had no idea what it was, a, what it was about, and I haven't watched it yet, but I was listening to an interview with the with the showrunner of the show, and I didn't realize this was, a, this was like a meta show. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of shot, it's supposed to be shot in the way of kind of like Modern Family, kind of like that faux documentary style, but it's about where the kids in this TV show live Live technically in the same universe as us where there's a high school musical movie that the kids in the show have watched and that movie was shot and filmed at their high school and their theater department is like putting on that musical at the school so uh, it it sounds like really it sounds like really crazy and really meta so that might be something i'll actually check out and i've never even seen high school musical so well i'm sorry to hear that actually uh for you <laughs> i've I'm, i've been uh, big into it's always great because the cooking channel or food network gets a lot of the uh, holiday showdown oh, shows. Man, I'm ad- I'm addicted to those shows. Those it, are so good. I'm like, oh, that gingerbread. That's not gonna hold together. That's gonna fall apart. <laughs> like, you do the icing right. So I feel like I'm a, I'm a great baker by the time it's done, even though I'm nowhere close. But I, I love the holiday food. Uh, network shows. Uh, Net- Netflix kind of has a knockoff version of one of those holiday baking shows. I don't remember what it was called because I don't understand. I don't remember or recall any of the brand name cooking stuff that's on Netflix except for Nailed It because that's kind of its own unique thing. But they had some sort of holiday baking thing where it was like four teams uh, versing each other trying to make some sort of like holiday confection. But like the, I, I had never once in my life seen such a uh, a boring and uninterested panel of like judges and guests like they literally cut to one of them and they're like hey so what's your opinion on this and he just kind of shrugged and didn't say anything and then everyone was just kind of like awkward like oh well that's just that guy he's funny okay let's go back to the bakers i'm like if they're not even checking in why am i checking into this yeah yeah exactly and uh you know as always i'm always i'm always several seasons behind on the great british bake-off so i've got that going for me Mm -hmm. uh, as well but that's great stuff but this week i mean at at the top of the show here you know i want to talk some big because one of the topics actually um, we I caught during watching the Game Awards this week, mm-hmm. kind of randomly. I was sitting here watching it, and um, I, they announced the next generation Xbox console uh, mm-hmm. with a horrible name. The yes, Xbox I agree. <laughs> Series X, but I love the design. And uh, as as a pretty frequent gamer, every day I play something. Uh, I I like the simplicity of it. I like that it can be looked a tower or sideways, and that whole top is just a damn cooling vent for the for the rest of this machine. Uh, which is going to be great. So I'm very, very excited. The controller's got a little couple tweaks. Same design. It's got a share button for videos and clips, which, you know, is, is pretty cool when you do something cool in, like, you know, the Star Wars games or something like that. And then a, a reworked uh, directional pad that's uh, ripped off their Pro Controller. Uh, so finer stuff, I guess. And, like, if you're playing Mortal Kombat, which got crossplay this week, which gives me hope for the next generation having this. So... I, I just want to say I'm, I'm very excited for this Xbox Series X. I'm a Halo fan, an Xbox fan from way back, so um, very excited for this, Mike. Any thoughts yeah, on that while you're when when yeah when you when you drop the link to the teaser video in the group chat? I think the first thing I asked was, "Is this the next one, or is this like <laughs> the the Project Scarlet or whatever the heck? Is this like yep. just another iteration of it?" And then of course I went on the internet just hours later, and everyone's like, "Don't you remember the Wii U, idiots? Like no one's gonna know this is the next gen console." So. Yeah, who knows? Maybe the name will get retooled. I don't. I don't really know. But I would imagine the next PlayStation is going to be called play. 
PlayStation 5 unless yeah. they decide to buck that tradition. Don't really know what's going to go on there. But I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of a, a crotchety old man where I still love playing video games but at the same time i feel like the definition of a console is starting to become a little more pointless like i feel like it doesn't really matter what's in it they all do the same thing and what it really comes down to is exclusives like that's the big deal so i i would i'm going to be more excited about the xbox series x if the next halo game drops and it's like revolutionary they've like done like something amazing when it comes to like storytelling they've really reinvented the narrative they added some sort of new gameplay mechanic to it and then i'll be like okay now i'm excited for the next gen of xbox but i have a sneaking suspicion that i'm probably just going to stick to the playstation no, no uh, not you. yes <laughs> so uh, i'll probably actually stick to the ps4 for a very long time until like the next like spider-man game that comes out i would assume that's probably going to be next gen spider-man i'd love to play that on well, the next gen getting you to the four was like pulling teeth to begin with so, <laughs> exactly right? new. but what's cool is and i've got i've got to give them uh, props for this the xbox series x is uh supposedly it will be backwards compatible through most even the original xbox games at this point that's good that's uh good. and all the accessories uh with the for the x that are bluetooth compatible in the controllers all the i think after like the first year they all were bluetooth will work on this new console so you don't have to start over from scratch on the accessories when you, if you get the mm. machine. So I saw that this machine did have a disk drive. Yes. But I, I, I really feel like this is going to be the generation that in like two or three years when they do the light version, you know, they do the smaller version of the console, they refresh it, they will ditch the disk drive. Let me I thought your it was, mind here. I, I the, thought it was going to happen this generation. The Xbox One S has a diskless version. You mean the Xbox Series X? No, S, the One S, the current generation one S. right now. The Wait, is that one. the is that the so that's not the premium one? So there is no. one without a disk drive now. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's it's starting to happen. I thought yeah. they would just launch it diskless. Um, that that but. would that literally would alienate everyone in the middle of the United States, pretty much, for for having to be online only to download your games. Well, sorry, Middle America, it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> I mean, it might, but I mean, until until the the data there, they just can't do that. They may have enough to play online, but not enough to. Definitely they'll just download the whole the, game, especially because they're just, going 4K. They'll, they'll just do what Apple did, and they'll sell like a separate USB drive dongle that you have to plug into your console. They'll be like, "Oh, this is sad." Well, they haven't shown the back of it yet, so I'm interested to see what kind of um, connectivity it has. But yeah, uh, I'm very excited. I know it's bigger, but like everyone's like, eh, "It doesn't look cool." But, like I hate the curves of the other consoles. I want something I can just put there and play. I don't care what the hell it looks like. I'm playing on the screen, not on the yeah. console itself. So, well, I really want. Um, I really want VR to break out from the niche community that it's in right now. I'm I'm hoping that it's a healthy niche community and they'll still keep evolving the the VR gaming because I I wasn't a big Half Life person, but you know the next chapter of Half Life is finally coming out on the Vive or I guess Steam exclusively. I don't know if you can hook up like an Oculus to Steam and also play that. So I don't know how um, exclusive it is to whatever headset. But, you know, it would be cool if Microsoft got into the the VR game with that and, you know, maybe there'll be some proprietary ports on the back for whatever VR headset that they want on it. But more people that get into VR, just the more experiences that we'll get. Because some of the games that I've played have been really, really fun, but it would be cool if the ecosystem was even larger than uh, than things would just be a lot uh, easier, you know? Mm. Yeah, Microsoft's always been more of an AR company. They had the goggles for a while there and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, I'm just very excited about it. I, I, I do get gaming. My 
my wife supports me in that, so we're like, how can we? <laughs> where do we start saving money for this thing? Because it's going to be expensive when it does. My, my wife supports me. <laughs> yeah, for for video games. A lot of people. I'm, I'm, I know people whose wives like I don't like him playing video games all the time. I'm like, it's a video game. It's not killing anybody. It could be worse. It could be drugs. They could have a pop yeah. vinyl collection. <laughs> it could be drugs. <laughs> it could be drugs. But anyway, Mike, what do you do this weekend? Well, I got to go to this really cool uh, seminar um, this weekend where I got to 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 experience like almost like a it felt like a very informal kind of Comic Con panel with a bunch of like uh, animation industry luminaries. Uh, so uh, one of the one of the guests was Kevin Altieri, which is a very uh, well known animation director and artist that worked on the original Batman the Animated Series. So it was really rad to see him uh, there, just like uh, chatting with everybody, and he was talking about his time working on the show. So some of the anecdotes that I was able to uh, bring back to the podcast itself was. Um, he was talking about when they were working on the intro for Batman the Animated Series, a very iconic intro that everybody has seen. It's got all these very bold graphic shapes. Uh, you know, you got the two thugs running from the bank and then Batman catches them. You know, the infamous like lightning strike on the top of the building that illuminates Batman. It's a very awesome intro. Uh, people people really gravitate towards it. Um, but apparently uh, when they first did their first pass on that intro, uh, they sent it off to this animation studio in Japan that's very well known called um, TMS Studios. It's called... It's stands for like Tokyo something something I don't know what all the letters stand for but it's this very uh, it's this very famous studio that did a lot of like western uh, animation in the 90s so uh, they don't always work on everything because uh, one animation studio can only handle so much but you know you'll hear a lot of people out there who get like really into their cartoons and be like oh yeah you gotta watch the original DuckTales but you gotta watch this episode this episode and this episode because those were animated by TMS and they're better at drawing the ducks so it gets really into the weeds when you talk about the overseas animation studios but apparently they really like to flex their muscles over there in japan because it helps them get these western contracts especially back in the day so they took a stab at the batman animated series intro and they went like all out they drew like all of these like really highly detailed facial features they had all of this squash and stretch on all the characters in the intro and apparently um when it got back to Bruce Tim over here in the States, he looked at it and it made him so furious because it looked too good. He mm. wanted this very specific look that we're all uh, very uh, that we're all very aware of. And uh, Kevin Altieri said he was one of the few people that got to see this TMS animated intro, and he was just shocked with how beautiful it was because the visual style of Batman hadn't quite been set in stone because they were just kind of really starting up production. So he was just like, "This is the most." beautiful thing you've ever seen like i understand you hate it bruce but like uh but this this is amazing so uh apparently it got shoved in a drawer somewhere and he didn't want it to see the light of day because he didn't want his staff to see it because he was like this is not something that we can achieve on an on a on a weekly basis with this show so i thought that was pretty clever uh pretty interesting that uh there's like a really really good polished version of that animated intro somewhere out there in the world maybe like hidden in an archive somewhere that we'll never see mm-hmm. um then he was also talking about at the very very beginning of the show. I, I believe in production, uh, 
uh, in production order, the first episode of Batman the Animated Series is on leather wings, the one where he's like fighting Man Bat. Uh, if you look it up on IMDb, I think a Catwoman episode pops up first, but he was talking like in production. Uh, on Leather Wings was the first episode they made, and that would kind of set the tone for the show. That was what direction everybody wanted to go with Batman the Animated Series. But then he got the script for episode two in production, which I think might have been a Two-Face episode or whatever it was. Uh, Kevin Altieri was uh, working on the storyboards from it, and he read the script, and he said it was awful. He hated it so much, he took it and he threw it out of his office into the hallway. It was so bad. And then uh, he thought that was going to get him fired because... But he thought the writing was like so shit. He didn't want to. He didn't want to make that episode. So I guess that uh, that act of defiance was enough to get some of the higher ups to actually like I don't know read the script for a second time or maybe actually read it for even the first time. And they're like, oh no, you're right. This is really really bad. We don't want to take the show in this direction. So then they kind of they kind of uh, corrected course and they kept Batman along the along the lines of him actually being a detective and kind of kind of setting this dark and uh-huh. not so cartoony style so there you go batman the animated series what could have been so um yeah he was he was a pretty cool guy he had lots of he had lots of stories he also animated the um the music video for i think it was pearl jam do the evolution um i hadn't i had never seen it before but he uh he uh showed it off to everybody when he uh when he started talking to the room so that was pretty cool i hadn't seen that before so but when you watch it you do kind of see a little bit of like uh that uh graphic kind of a styling that i'm sure bruce tim hired him for one of those reasons but uh yeah i was uh i was uh checking out uh some of uh Batman animated series lore this weekend, and uh, I think before we we roll into the show, I just wanted to remind everybody: you better be watching Watchmen, baby, because the the season finale is tonight, and it has been a hell of a season. So um, I, I don't know if anyone's behind a couple episodes, need to catch up. I would recommend you do it because I know when I bring up my Twitter feed on Monday every morning, people are just going on and on about Watchmen, usually posting spoilers, which is really frustrating. So uh, get on top of your mm-hmm. Watchmen watch. Yeah, I mean, it's also um, going to be what I was, like was going to say uh, a little bit here. Like the showrunners have been coy on whether season two is even in the cards or not. So uh-huh. will this be the end and the like is canceled or will it be like cliffhanger? season two announcement kind of thing so we'll we'll probably know after and in just a couple hours i feel like so yeah i mean i could honestly see uh this this kind of story wrapping up and then maybe them pivoting kind of in a fargo or american horror story style maybe and just maybe telling a different story from a different kind of slice of the watchman universe i think i would be okay with that but i've really i've liked the characters so far uh in this season so I w- i'd love to see them come back so uh, man, I'm really I'm looking forward to see what that big giant clock does. I think we're finally will, gonna will find it out finally hit, hit hit twelve o'clock. Will it get to midnight? We will find out later tonight. Tick tock, tick tock before midnight. Um, but you know what? That's that's one thing we're talking about this week. What we're really talking about this going to be talking about this week. Thinking about this week. Four sleeps, Mike. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I found out I found out that uh, a friend who usually goes to the same movie theater as us, they were in a big coordinated group that somehow pulled off buying a hundred seats 
uh, for the theater that I'm going to be in as well. So we were talking last night, and she's like, oh, when are you seeing Star Wars? I was like, oh, I'm seeing it at 9.30. Oh, are you seeing it at the movie theater we go to? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I think we're actually in the same theater. So she pulled up like this Excel spreadsheet that had all of the seats and who was sitting where. So we found out that the people sitting next to us are, are, is going to be in their group. So I was just like, well, you talk to those people, and you tell them to be quiet and be good guests because they're going to be sitting right next <laughs> well, to us. We're going to put them on blast on the show, by God. We're going yes, to let them know. Exactly. No sliced jalapenos for them at all. Oh, God. Please, no. Yeah. But anyway, um, the, the final trailer was released this week. Do not watch it. It is very, very revealing. Was if, that the for- Is that the Fortnite trailer no. where you had to play Fortnite? To no, watch no. It? This was on earlier this week, and I'm like, Mike, don't watch it. And you're like, don't worry. I won't. But uh, there, there's, I think, you know, I, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing is lining up with what I read, uh, which is interesting. But also... Would, would would Star Wars release trailers to trick us, Mike? Yes. Yes, yes they would. would. Uh, so yeah. far, I feel like I'm very blissfully ignorant. Like, And that's, I think, just the just to shows you the quality and thoughtfulness when it comes to Star Wars trailers. Now, obviously, I didn't watch the last one, so I don't know much how much is, uh, is revealed. It, but I still feel very in the dark. I feel like a lot of my guesses are just educated guesses based on the chronology of all Star Wars we've had up to this point. You know, there's a lot of history to go off of. But, yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen well, in this movie. Well, I will tell you, the the thing that is spoiler about this trailer is not more of a forward thing, but a backward thing. Which oh, which right. is interesting. because But, like, it's not going to like, oh, my God, the movie's ruined for me kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I don't want to put that out. But, but, I mean, I'm very excited. I mean, I did play Fortnite yesterday while they had a clip from Star Wars. And I will tell you, um, I've been rewatching the older ones, and this newer Star Wars really moves at a choppy pace. Like the 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 the, the way the clips are cut, the angles, the the speed of the people moving, you just don't see that in the old Star Wars movies. They're very slow and methodical with their with what they're doing. Um, and also, Attack of the Clones does not hold up. I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> right here that does not hold up at all. Um, but Revenge of the Sith is is still pretty pretty awesome all around. Um, but um, this Thursday, I'm at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm going to be literally having to leave work a little early to run over and watch this. Uh, I'm very excited, Mike. Yourself? Jeez. That's that's going to be 2 o'clock my time. So that means you'll be out of the theater probably having seen the movie by like 5 p.m. my time. So, man, you're going to be like, man, you'll have you'll be holding all of the secrets for four hours before I go into the theater, I think. Yeah, and well, it'll still be dark here at 5 p.m., so I won't notice any difference, but... <laughs> uh, I will remember not to text you when I when I get out. But we are hoping to do our review Friday, uh, knock on wood, uh, because of the holiday season and traveling and you know trying to juggle everything. It's thrilling. I love Christmas. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, if anyone has the reviews, they want to send it after. Please wait till well at, into Thursday evening before you send us anything. So you know, just in case. Um, mm-hmm. but we would love to hear your views before we review it next week. Oh, absolutely. And just like, not just your thoughts on the movie, but maybe just the overall story for all of Star Wars, just mm-hmm. in general, because this is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga, something that was started in what the first Star Wars movie was 77. I was, I was going to say 79. So I was close. So it's a long time in the making the, uh, supposedly this is going to be wrapped up. So I would love to maybe what, see what people's thoughts are just on Skywalker in general. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... This is the end of a trilogy of a trilogy uh, that did not take place in order. So um, <laughs> it's definitely going to be very interesting to see how it all ties together. Does it all tie together? And Did J.J. Abrams just redo Re- Return of the Jedi again? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But it's coming. 
Uh, I just also want to pitch this back out there because you know a lot of people have asked me this week, how are you watching Star Wars, Mike? Are you are you catching up on them before you get out there like I am or not? I I think at most what I'll just what I'll do is maybe go back and rewatch the Last Jedi, which is I've been struggling this with this in my head. I was like, you know, it didn't leave the best taste in my mouth. So, but maybe should I go back and rewatch it? Maybe my opinion will have changed and that will improve my viewing of of Rise of Skywalker. Or should I not go back and watch it and just take the story points that I needed from it in my brain and just continue on? So we'll see how we'll do see you, how that goes. Do you need to put it? On Chris Flicks, on <laughs> Chris Flicks. Chris no, no, Flicks no, because it's it's still it's still on Netflix. It's on Netflix okay. until the twenty twenty fifth, right? And then yeah, the twenty sixth, yeah. it lands on Disney. So I, I still I'll I'll have it safely in a streaming service somewhere. But uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Screen Junkies, just dropped the Kramit for the Skywalker saga. So I believe usually what they do is when they edit a Kramit episode, they include all crucial information from all Star Wars movies that pertain to the characters uh, that are in the next movie. So you might not really see maybe any Rogue One stuff in it, uh, but you maybe could possibly see some Solo stuff in there since we're still dealing with uh, um, Han Solo's son in this last Star Wars film. So I saw that the that the video was maybe about over 30 minutes long, so I'll probably nice. watch that cram it at least. So they do really good stuff over there at Screen Junkies. That, that, those so. are good videos. I really enjoy mm-hmm. those as well. Um, so my thing, I so I am doing uh, chronological order right now uh, to, mm-hmm. get, to get up to this. But I've taken uh, because I've seen four, five, and six so many times. Mm-hmm. I've done one, two, three, the Family Guy versions of four, five, and six, <laughs> and then I'll pick up the last two this week. So uh, that's funny. I like that. That's that's clever because usually I, I'm a big proponent of release order because not only not only do you kind of see them in chronological release order, but also you see them within context of history. Because if you watch the Star Wars movies in, in like universe chronological order, you're getting bad movies first, which is just kind of confusing to the mind. So I'm always proponent proponent of release order, but I do like how you're throwing in some parody stuff in there. I like that. Yeah, because I'm like I've seen these movies, I know them by heart. Like this is gonna just give me like, hey, haha, these are some good jokes, you know? Because they do pretty good. I still am a big I proponent. If I was watching them all, I do the machete order, and, I, and we've talked about this where it's uh mm-hmm. four, five, two, three six seven eight uh which mm-hmm. is you you see luke as he was originally intended to be introduced you see you learn about his relationship to darth vader and leia then you go back and see darth vader's history what got him there uh but episode one doesn't count because none of that carries over um <laughs> and then uh you jump back to return of the jedi to you know, and then instead of watching phantom menace what you need to do since it's the holiday season is go watch jingle all the way because that's way you can get the same kid actor that plays Anakin, but instead he's trying to get a Turbo Man from Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Jingle All the Way is is still a good movie. That's a, a holiday movie that holds up, in my opinion. It's just the right amount of cheesiness, and also just Arnold uh, in general is just always really fun to watch in like family style movies. So I would still highly recommend Jingle All the Way. Well, I'll tell you what. How about this? I will go find a copy of the Star Wars Christmas Special <laughs> and try to get that in here since we're watching Star Wars around Christmas yet again. Hey, so. I mean, I, it sounds like you're you're bringing up the perfect segue to the Mandalorian who we first met in the Star Wars Christmas special. That's right. Well, we met Boba Fett, a Mandalorian in there. Uh, but yeah, so the Mandalorian, uh, just so everyone remembers, episode or chapter seven has been moved up to this Wednesday. And then we'll have a special sneak peek of the Rise of Skywalker with it. I don't care about that. I just want to watch my Mandalorian. If I wait till Friday, I'll be ruined with spoilers. 
Yeah, just got to watch Mando. Um, and then episode eight, I would assume, is on pace for the Friday. Uh, next week. Yeah, yeah, the Friday uh, that would normally be on. Uh, mm-hmm. This was just moved up for that. Um, I, again, we were talking about this before the show. We didn't want to ruin anything. I did love the, the and I wouldn't say cameos, but the actors in this most recent episode. Um, and I, I had a good time. I think I think it's fun. I think uh, there was yeah. a, a really good episode. So yeah, the the casting choices uh, for me. This episode felt like a like a like a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a good way. It, it feels very much like a self contained episode. Like right now, the show's kind of at this point where I feel like the main plot really isn't being driven forward, but I'm still having a fun time with with uh, the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Yeah. So I, I, but like I'm still craving that that overarching narrative, which hasn't really come back in. So I'm hoping we see more of that in episode uh-huh. seven and eight. So and, uh, we'll see what happens. And um, I, I enjoy. I'll tell you what. Even though they're they're not connected, like this week, like this move, this jumps into it. You, it doesn't have to linger about what happened with last week. Like the last scene from last week is the first scene from this week, kind of thing. It just mm-hmm. the show just goes. But you said while we're th- talking about Mandalorian, you got to watch the South Park episode that involved <coughs> streaming services and specifically uh, the Baby Yoda thing uh, a couple weeks ago. So oh, and and uh, and Scott Malkus. Scott Malkus. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, we we uh, we have a uh, we have a uh, uh, type one diabetes. Very 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 close. In my family, and then also we also really love our streaming services, so we felt very very seen. We were watching that episode; it was really funny. Yeah. And actually, they they uh, uh, having uh, someone who was very close to you who has type one diabetes, you get very kind of like uh, used to people getting all of the stuff wrong about the about the disease. But uh, surprisingly, like South Park really really nailed it. Even the little mannerisms. Even the little like mannerisms of Scott Malkison, like taking out his like bl- his uh, his uh, his uh, his meter and checking his blood yeah. sugar and everything. So uh, if I ever come across uh, Trey Parker or Matt Stone in my in my lifetime, I'm going to let them know. Good job, guys! You really nailed it. Yeah, that's uh, well. I, I, I mean, we haven't talked about South Park this season, but I'm like Mike, you have to watch this show. Like, <laughs> like you have to watch this episode specifically. Don't watch anything yeah. else. You don't need to catch it. Just do it. So. Yeah, it was great. So the A and B storylines really, really hit me. But also, <laughs> one thing that I thought was funny is now that we're in the day of streaming services being on demand and being able to watch stuff whenever you wanted, they kind of had to contrive like a uh, like a um, a timeline, like a, a ticking clock to watch The Mandalorian. Like that girl was just like, oh, I got to watch it as soon as it drops. I got to watch it. And I was like, uh, uh, hello, that would be in the morning, not right. at night. So. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. need to be skipping school to watch it. That's all right. That's all right. But yeah, so The so Mandalorian episode seven this wednesday i heard today actually that there's a secret star wars show for disney plus coming and Mm. it's filming could currently be underway right now based on the character we talked about a couple weeks ago dr afra oh so this was kind of the anti-hero right this was somebody that kind of works for the empire but also might have a good side well she was hired by darth vader and then she turned on him so mm. I don't know if that makes her good, but more like an anti-hero. Yeah, as one does. Isn't that was a Star Wars? What was that game? Unleashed. Didn't also the pa- the Padawan? Didn't that Padawan reject Vader and that too? Or was that a different? No, nah, you can, game? but you have choices in that game to either embrace it or reject it. So. Everyone's rejecting Vader. <laughs> Vader just wants a friend. He's lonely. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So this Doctor Afro show. I mean, uh, I mean, he was Darth Vader was going to kill her to get rid of the evidence, and she was able to get away. But I mean, um, she she has two murder bot droids and a bounty hunter um, 
uh, Wookie that that's with her, but she also like she helps people uh, who it is. She's got like a forty issue comic book going on right now. I think issue forty is coming out really soon. Uh, if they are filming this and this is going, like, do you think that Disney Plus would be trying to do that thing that Netflix tried to do a couple times? Where like, hey, show's available, like, very soon by, like, today, so watch it. Or do you think oh, they're like, going to... Oh, like a secretive drop? Yeah. Do you think that might be where they're going here? Or are they trying to film a pilot and see if it's even feasible kind of thing? Like I don't know. Sneaking I'd be... it under the Mandalorian Season 2 filming? Yeah, I don't know if, you... I don't know if uh, Disney Plus could pull that off. I feel like... I feel like the only reason they were able to pull it off with, like, a Cloverfield movie kind of type deal is, like, nobody really cared about it at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And also, it wasn't originally a Cloverfield movie. They kind of backed their way into it. Um, I feel like there's too many eyes on Disney for them to drop it it secretly. Uh So, I mean, again, I think maybe what if they were filming it literally under the guise of being Mandalorian season two? Oh, yeah, I, I guess maybe that's a way to mask it, but that might get people really disappointed because they're like, no, I want a Mandalorian well, season two, not this weird doctor show. Well, I guess, I guess they're doing both. Like, they're like, hey, we're filming Mandalorian season two. Here's some Star Wars sets that we're filming Mandalorian season two on, but it's really this character as well. Like, they're doing double, I guess. I don't know. Uh, or maybe this character, is, my thought is, is backdoor introduced in Mandalorian season two. Oh yeah, maybe that could be a possibility. That's that's not a bad way to do it. Uh, but this just triggers my brain of since we're saying Doctor and we're talking about space. Uh, Doctor House, aka Hugh Laurie, has a new yeah. show coming out on HBO that keeps getting advertised to me on Watchmen that I didn't even know about until I saw the trailer there, where he's supposed to be some sort of like a uh, cruise ship captain but the cruise ship is in space it's space titanic <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like josh gad's in it and uh, some other really funny people seem to be involved so i think that starts streaming in january so um oh that month that, that, that's getting changed around for sure yeah see that's that's the next spaceship thing i'm looking forward to after the mandalorian and star wars wrap up yeah i, I definitely want to check out that first episode i did see the trailer this week for that but, but star wars possibly dr after the fourth show on on the network Maybe maybe there's hope for Star Wars after all in, in, in the streaming world. The Snyder Cut gets brought up every week. Oh God! <laughs> the only like the only place it gets popped up on is that what's that streaming or that social network slot? Vero, I think is what it's called. Yeah, where Zack Snyder like lurks and posts things all the time. Now we get this week a, a, a look at the black suit Superman that was supposed to show up in Batman v Superman or no uh, Justice League, right when they brought him back to life. <laughs> I just would have I just would have loved to have known how Snyder planned on making the suit black to begin with like is, is, is was he just never going to explain it or like well it's part of the gonna... ship when he's brought back to life they the ship gives him the black suit <laughs> I wonder and I'm just like wondering what what's the command prompt for that it's just like oh seems like you are in a bad mood since you just arose from the dead would you like to put this black suit on or like oh your suit's ruined all we got left is this black well, one I don't but, know but the black one is literally what um zod had on like that's that's zod's outfit like yeah. with just with just uh, his symbol on the front it on. It, it's fine it, it doesn't worry about it. but like again we talked about this why is Zack snyder releasing all this snyder <laughs> cut stuff right why is he showing the footage of it's done i think and i told you this he has gotten funding to finish the effects and they're going to use this on hbo max as a launch promotion you can only watch the snyder cut on hbo max 
God, it would just be such a weird niche promotion, right? Because only real nerds have the Snyder Cut on their radar, right? Anybody else has like no idea what the hell you're talking about. They, The normal person wouldn't even know who Zack Snyder really is because most normal people don't know directors unless it's like Steven Spielberg or maybe somebody uh, even bigger like a, a Martin Scorsese or something like that. But nobody really knows uh, a Snyder by name just on the street. So it would just be like a, it would be a, a niche pocket, but you know, maybe that's going to be the strategy. Maybe they're going to have some sort of deal for people that are on DC universe. Be like, Hey, DC universe people. We noticed that you don't have an HBO subscription, but Hey, you should come on over here. Cause we got this Snyder cut and we know you really like these DC properties. So maybe that's going to be kind of like a hook and a line to try to reel in those DC universe people. Well, HBO max hasn't teased any original content yet. Um, which is interesting. You know, for being or out at, like three months, or at least not for launch. I mean, yeah. there's been there's been stuff announced, but nothing's been like, oh, the day it announces, get ready to watch. And, you know, our Mandalorian. And, you know, and they may not say it's the Snyder cut. They may say, hey, we have the exclusive Justice League director's cut that was never seen in the-. like. They don't have to drop his name. They could just say mm-hmm. director's cut and Justice League in the same sentence, and people are like, oh, maybe I'll give it a go. It's three hours long. What's going on here? <laughs> it's still bad. It didn't get fixed. I don't know what's happening. But either way, um, like you mentioned, this would be the way to get us to watch it, though, since we just subscribed to the service. Yeah, as long as I don't have to pay for it again. I mean, and also, every time I feel like I want to dunk on Zack Snyder, I feel really bad because the whole reason he couldn't finish the movie is because his daughter committed suicide. And then I actually scrolled through his, like, Vero or Vivo or whatever that social media service is. I was looking at his posts the other day, and it seems like this, I mean, obviously he's going through some shit. He's just kind of, like, posting up just probably the last time he was happy was when he was working on this movie before the tragedy struck. And he's also just posting videos of him doing squats at a squat rack so i don't i mean his is well, I, I, I don't i don't uh, i don't envy the things that happened to him so I, i'm trying not to be too too too, well, too he, harsh he's on, the, on the up and up i saw today that he is now the u.s ambassador for the badminton association <laughs> what yep yeah, go google that yeah you're gonna see Zack snyder badminton he is the u.s wow. ambassador for, for the well, badminton association you know it never hurts to diversify your interests it really helps inform your creative outlets so you know who knows maybe we'll get like a sweet badminton scene in the next movie he makes yeah it's gonna be badminton the movie okay <laughs> badminton you know what the good I wouldn't be surprised if there's some D or like C or F list character in the DC universe that is like a badminton villain or something like that. The badmintoner, and then like uh, you know he was like trailing behind the Joker in one episode or something like that, or one comic book issue. So uh, look out for that development deal. Apparently, it's also in the Olympics. In case you didn't know that. Bad no, I actually, I actually did know that. They go hard. They like really whacking that thing around. Yeah. But there you go, Snyder Cut, Black Suit Superman. Take a look in the show notes. It's right there. Uh, from the top, we, we we were teasing this earlier. The Flash, the movie, not the TV show, finally has a release date uh, for 2022. And guess what I did, Mike? The second I saw this pop down, I immediately pulled up our website and updated our page. Uh, July 1st, uh, 2022 is The Flash. Are you, are you excited for this? I mean, <laughs> is it going to happen? I mean, we've obviously had movies on our calendar before that said this is when this is coming out, and then we've had to go through, strike it out on our release page, <laughs> make some edits. So this is obviously not the first time The Flash has popped up on our upcoming uh, releases calendar. Um, 
Like I said, I'm more interested in maybe seeing a writer attached, a director attached. I'm sure there's already scripts out there, so I'm sure there's a writer that's going to be credited in some way already. But who's going to be the director? Uh, this seems to be a big uh, reboot time for DC. I mean, uh, Wonder Woman has already uh, has already successfully kicked kicked into the sequel. We'll be getting a, an Aquaman sequel soon. I'm guessing maybe uh, maybe 2025, somewhere in that range. Maybe we'll get like a team up movie. Between like Aquaman and the Flash or something like that, they got to bring these characters back again somehow. Hopefully, they figured out how to do it by now. But sure, twenty twenty two, crossing my fingers that we don't have another Gambit on our hands. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think this time it's it's for real because they gave two dates, um, and this is the farthest out dates I think we have, other than maybe Aquaman two. Um, but um, it's it director Andy Muschietti is in talks to direct this uh, already. So, but we Muschietti, what a name. Muschietti. <laughs> Uh, and then the Birds of Prey writer Christina Hodson was also in talks to to write the script as well. So it looks like they might be Warner Brothers might be using you know their their stuff. But I mean, will will, will the TV show Flash be over by twenty twenty two, Mike? Do you think it'll they'll they'll do an Arrow and just like end it after so many years? You know, it it, it theoretically could be possible. Yeah, that could be that could be a thing that happens. So yeah, so the Flash, uh, July first, twenty twenty two, right now. Um, we're we're just gonna we're gonna lean into it and say this, say it's true for the for the moment. On the other side, uh, Shazam two got a surprise release date, April first, twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, three years after the original one, which is four months after Black Adam releases. Wow, I mean that makes me think that maybe there's a uh, maybe there's gonna be a direct lead up in some way. I mean Black Adam is very much connected to Shazam, so. Who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, double up on the Rock that year, and he'll come right into um, right into the Shazam film. But uh, maybe Warner Brothers is trying to coax uh, trying to coax uh, more Dwayne into their into their films because uh, Disney's kind of pulling Adam in one direction, kind of get him in that Jungle Cruise movie. Warner Brothers pull him out a little bit. Every studio in Hollywood's pulling at uh, pulling at the Rock to get him in their movies. So. Um, I mean, so far this is this is uh, cool. Uh, no, no hate on Ezra Miller either. I mean, he is as of right now he's still very much a star. So uh, I I want to see him as the Flash. He was kind of the only part, I, the only parts I really liked about the the previous uh, uh, Snyder movies, if you will. So this is this is all good news. the The DC universe is looking up. This is all positive. This is an upward trend. Well, do you think it's because they finally made some money uh, with with Joker? Like, okay, <laughs> we can finally pay these people to to make these movies. They finally made something good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah. So we, we they've got you know um, twenty twenty one. You know we're looking at, towards DC Super Pets, which is the animated movie, the Batman, uh, the Suicide Squad, and Black Adam. Twenty twenty two is Shazam two, the Flash, and Aquaman two. So uh, good, good on them for for putting some dates down here. Uh, filming Black, Shazam Black Adam back to back may be the way to get the Rock in it, like you said. So oh yeah, just be he's like, a busy hey, dude. Yeah. Just do it maybe they're maybe they're filming his scenes already for Shazam too. I I don't know. I thought they, they might have started. I've not seen anything yet, but I mean I could be wrong. Um, they do take forever to make movies at, at Warner Brothers for these DC things. Like I'm really surprised Shazam's going to be get his and turn around quicker than Aquaman is. But all those you know underwater hair effects you know take take yeah. a little bit. 
Maybe this is DC's time to strike because by 2022, every Marvel movie that you see is going to be so entrenched in all of the previous lore that they've built in all the other movies, which I honestly have no problem with because I've seen all the other movies and I love the lore. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason that why we uh, why they make so much money and everybody goes to these movies. But maybe it'll get to a point where the casual audience, it's just like, it's just too, too complicated. You know, I didn't watch all the streaming stuff. I didn't get around to it. I'm more of a casual viewer, but... But, you know, I'll just go see Shazam 2 or The Flash. There's no uh, additional numbers attached to it. It's just a simpler it's just a simpler kind of movie experience. Who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't have time to go watch the other 83 you know, Wonder Woman movies before this 84th one comes out later next year. So, <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe they'll go the Marvel route and just include, you know, subtitle name, like, names instead of uh, numbers. So Yeah, we'll, maybe. We'll see what they do with that. Uh, but next, the next DC movie on the radar again is Birds of Prey. We had a new preview video during the Game Awards this week. Uh, Thirty second thing actually showed off some of the other characters, uh, including uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's uh, Huntress, uh, who apparently has uh-huh. anger issues. No, she specifically said in the teaser she does not have anger issues while she was holding a grenade. So she was very calm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, looking forward to this. Hope it's good. Yeah, it looks like a lot of frenetic action everywhere i don't know what to make of it yet uh they're really really hiding ewan mcgregor's character also really focusing on the ladies in this so mm-hmm. uh but I, I don't know i mean i mean again we, we like we said we like the actresses involved and in, mm-hmm. people so let's see if it well, comes out. and like we said we've been we've been hearing good things from uh, you guys out there about the new harley quinn animated show mm-hmm. uh at the seminar i was at this weekend the harley quinn show actually popped up as well uh, even industry professionals are just like, you know, the animation's not that great, but that's okay because the show's just very, uh, very raunchy, very mature, and very violent. And they kind of made a good point that said if the animation was really, really good, the violence could be even more detracting because it might be a little too visceral. So I don't know. I haven't checked it out yet, but Chris, I think you're hooking me up in the ways of uh, Harley Quinn. Um, but we know a friend of the show, Mitch, Buck- Mitch Buckley, super fan. Yep. He's watching it. He's telling us to go watch it. Yeah, in the UK, where he apparently is not staying illegally, despite our conversations through Facebook, which we were very confused <laughs> about what was happening. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. We'll definitely get on that for, for, for the next time we record a, a news episode. Uh, on the other side of that, Wonder Woman 84, like we mentioned earlier, uh, the mm-hmm. entire movie plot leak was online last Sunday night. And I told Mike this. I'm like, just, just don't look for it. <laughs> um, but it pretty much tells the whole movie and it, line, it was actually released before the trailer was last week and the stuff in the trailer lines up exactly with this so they were like, yeah, this is probably real um, based on that however, Patty Jenkins has said uh, she has plans for a sequel to that film Wonder Woman 84, which has already taken how long to get out since the original Wonder Woman uh, uh, yeah, like three three years I think Three, yeah, three possibly And but she will be taking a DCEU break after this release so who knows how long until the next Wonder Woman movie hmm. or if and they'll what get a, fourth, a third director for it And what, yeah, and what does that break mean do they bring somebody else in obviously she would still be an executive producer on whatever Wonder, whatever comes out of Wonder Woman probably for the next ten years because her name has so much powerful cachet behind it when it comes to Wonder Woman so yeah, you know it's not a bad thing to attach another director to a franchise franchise when it gets into the third film you know helps things uh be a little bit more fresh i think you forget x-men 3 but that's fine uh well i mean if if patty if patty like gives them her blessing or whatever you know like yeah i'm sure i'm sure she would elevate somebody that she thinks could uh she could take the reins uh but 
I would I would imagine a, the next Wonder Woman movie would probably be in the present, right? You know, we saw her in World War One. We're taking a big leap forward to the '80s, and then I would assume the next leap would be uh, modern day. Yeah, forty years at a time, man. Bring her, bring her right up to to modern day. So, um, but also, you know, hopefully Gal Gadot doesn't get you know too or Gal Gadot, whatever her name is, doesn't get uh, too popular, and be too busy for filming these kind of things, you know. She's gonna beat another Fast and Furious. No, no, I think this is I think this is one of those situations where kind of a, a Robert Downey Jr. kind of situation where the actor is just so in love and so connected to the character by now that they can't really imagine anybody else doing it and wouldn't want anyone else to do it. So I think we'll have Gal Gadot for a while with Wonder Woman. No, I agree. I just hope she does it quickly. Like I don't want her to wait around and be yes, like, well, "We I'm like just, it. Yeah. We like it. Give us more. Yeah, put put it up there. Put put her in there." So, um, yep, that's that's going on. Uh, speaking of uh, female superheroes, yet again, Stargirl, the upcoming show for the DC Universe, and then the next day, CW, uh, gave us our first preview this uh, this week as well. Uh, I think it was tied to the Crisis on Infinite Earths um, stuff, because this is technically a different Earth, uh, where Luke Wilson and Joel McHale, despite Mike not thinking it looks like Joel McHale... <laughs> Uh, we went frame by frame. We did. We did, we did it was Joel hard McHale. research on this to, to show that it is Joel McHale. Uh, and then she apparently gets a staff and it gives her some powers. I did not realize this actress was so young. I thought she was going to be more like 18 to 20. Uh-huh. Apparently she's like 14 in the show or something like that. I, I, I don't know if this were the audience for this, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, it feels like she's gonna have teenage problems. I'm okay with that. I, I I'm kind of more interested in the uh, in the kind of setup of the story. It looks kind of interesting. Seems like Luke Wilson used to be uh, used to be the sidekick to Starman, and then Starman dies in some way. So it, I don't know if uh, Luke Wilson retires immediately. I don't know. Do sidekicks retire like immediately once their main superhero uh, um, uh, parent, if you will, dies? Yeah. So it looks like he takes takes the magical staff, puts it in a box, and maybe doesn't look at it again until his daughter finds it. So I don't know if the magical staff picks just anybody who has pure of heart or uh, who knows, maybe um, maybe she's related to Starman in, in some way. Maybe there's some story plots there because I noticed that she has like blonde hair. But it seems like Luke Wilson's wife, the mother, yeah. she also had blonde hair. So maybe maybe that is uh, maybe that actually is their kid. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what the sitch is there, but so that that kind of plot point looks looks interesting. Yeah, and it's like um uh like the staff has like its own like mind. It's like it's gonna choose her kind of thing. So mm-hmm. so what, I, the, what does that mean? The the two questions I have is this was kind of originally pitched as a DC Universe show, and it still I think technically is, but it's also going to be airing on the CW. So I'm curious how long they're how long their episode order is because the the CG on the staff looks pretty good. I don't know if it's just a much easier to do a CG on just a just a prop in a show than it is to like have somebody like flying around, but I was like it seems like the effects are pretty solid in this trailer at least. Hopefully that carries through with the do, the episode order. Do you think that's have. because it has two distributors funding it? No, I it, mean it's a Berlanti yeah, production and it's like hey DC Universe give us some money, hey CW give us some staff effects money 
Yeah, maybe. And also, uh, the big, the big uh, lingering question is: she's supposed to have like a big robot counterpart, right? Where's that thing at? <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Get, they're still doing the effects. CW hasn't paid their their, their dues this week, so they they're still working on that one. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to see what that looks like. But I I'm I've always been a fan of Luke Wilson. I'm a big fan of Joel McHale. I don't know if he's going to come back to life or what the deal is. Maybe he's just going to be in the pilot. But uh, I'll 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 check it out. You'll give it a go. All right, that sounds I'll give good. It a go. Sounds good. Um, and then lastly, the last of the uh, TV female superhero, Supergirl, is adding Reno 9 Moon's own Thomas Lennon as yes. Mr. Mixix Pick TikTok something. I don't know how to say his name. I, I always I always thought it was Mixelplick, but then I realized actually reading it, there's no L in it. No so L, yeah. maybe it's not Mixelplicks. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Mixix. Mixic- Mix six pick. I can't do it. I'm over. I'm not gonna sit here and do this all day. Uh, but apparently, this character had already been in season two as a different actor. But uh, Thomas Lennon's character is recurring now, so that's why he's going to be. You know, they, they brought somebody in here. You might remember. Him as... I love Thomas Lennon. He's he's an awesome guy. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh that's what's going on there. I mean, I that's that's a little wild. I mean, I, yeah. He's fun. Like, I, he, well, Reno nine one one's coming back to. Uh, Quibby. <laughs> Quibby, so, uh, yeah, I mean. Well, well speak, speaking of Supergirl, uh, uh, just a real quick, we talked last week on the show that we were going to kind of come back this week and possibly talk about the crossover that's happening over there. And we were trying to figure out, since there was episodes in the crossover that weren't going to be airing until January, we were trying to figure out between the two of us, well, are they going to beat the big bad by the end of the by the end of the first week, and then when they come back in January, is it just going to be a wrap up? What exactly is going on there? But it looks like we found out that the 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 crossover is is not finished yet. Like in full, you won't get your your finite conclusion. There's a part two coming in January, so we're like, well, we're not going to talk about just part of it and then come back in January. So we'll wait until it wraps up in January, and then we'll address the crossover in full. Because I know you watched, uh, you actually checked out Supergirl yes. earlier this week so you you know a little bit of what's going on in the crossover so we'll we'll come back in january and we'll we'll, we'll discuss it yeah yeah we'll we'll definitely take a look as, as a whole because i think we would just be like well we don't know we can't say anything about this yet so uh-huh. thor metal gods the audio book uh series uh from marvel has been released the first issue of this uh online um i forget who it's hosted with but the the whole i didn't realize the premise of the story is that Thor and Loki embark on a cosmic odyssey to stop the return of an ancient evil in Marvel's Thor Metal Gods. So, um, I I didn't realize it was an audiobook. I thought it was more of a podcast kind of thing, like the the, the Wolverine thing was. So, uh-huh. um, any interest in this? Uh, anything? I'm interested in all things Marvel audio now because I just started uh, Wolverine Season 2 on iTunes earlier this week, and it's still good. I mean, I I told everybody how good the first season was and you needed to go listen to it, Uh, but it had been a while, so so I was like, oh, you know, do I want to dive back into Wolverine right now? There's other podcasts that I usually rotate through pretty regularly during the week, so usually I have to kind of make room for these things. So I was like, screw it, let's jump into Season 2, and it's still great. I love the guy that voices Wolverine. Uh, uh, this season is going to be taking place it seems to be kind of in the south like in Louisiana, New Mm -hmm. Orleans so there's a very 
specific X-Men character that you think might pop up that does. So I'm hoping that's a recurring character. So uh, the first season was a little bit more mysterious when it came to the overarching world. What's the scale of mutants? What it what it's exactly going on in the rest of the country? Because it was very isolated to the Alaska zone. Uh, they, they seem to be blowing things up a little bit more in this uh, second season. So yes, any I would wholly recommend, even without listening to it, any Marvel podcast stuff that's going on because they, they seem to be taking it very seriously. So if you're saying audiobook, it makes me think maybe it's like an Audible exclusive, it's which not, they usually... It's not Audible. I can't remember... Um... Who who it is? Um, I'm gonna have to look it up here real fast. But it was it not could po- it could possibly be Stitcher because the first season yeah. of Wolverine and second season was Stitcher Premium. It, it wasn't. It was something I didn't. Um, it was something I didn't know about. Cereal box. Oh, weird. Yeah, cereal boxes is, is what it is because it's a, a cereal like a S E R I L. And I see what you're saying. It's um 15 episodes all the way up through March 19th one a week oh sick yeah so i mean who knows if you wait long enough maybe they'll drop it for free in some sort of uh fashion because that's what they did with uh wolverine the first episode is free uh right now mm-hmm. and the whole season's 10 bucks so no oh, that's not bad yeah. so yeah this is great i love uh, i love these audio explorations because you get like these big you get these big kind of full budget kind of stories but you know just no visuals so there's lots of traveling going on this holiday season i'm definitely going to be loading up the rest of wolverine season two and i'll be listening to that on planes yeah uh, i agree i agree that's cool and all but i mean i'm still thinking about in game this year mike i use the in game reference <laughs> several times this week because i saw a pack of in game cards i'm like oh we're in the in game now because oh, it was a game. But anyway, uh, that script that came out last week um, or two weeks ago, I think, uh, a lot of stuff has been coming out of it. I haven't read the whole thing. Uh, I've skimmed through some stuff. But like people are like, oh, hey, there's references here we didn't get in the movie because it was just blink and you miss it. But apparently in the 2014 flashback with Gamora and Nebula, they're fighting Corbinite, um, like um, mechanized robots people. And the Corbinites are Beta Ray Bill's race. So... Um, they were like, oh, this could be a Beta Ray Billet, you know, intro. Yeah. For oh, well, that's that's cool. I mean, I think we all want to see Beta Ray Bill. Obviously, Marvel at the very beginning back in 2008 were probably just like, yeah, maybe one day it would be nice. But I think that character's a little too weird right now because he's like a space horse weird skull creature that looks like Thor and is very much connected <laughs> to at least uh, Thor's weaponry. So, yeah, we got to back into Beta Ray Bill a little right. bit. So I'm looking forward to that weird ass guy. And his face, I believe, with, with the wings and helmet was on the... Um Grand, or the Grandmaster's Tower in Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Yep, in Thor Ragnarok. So he, I think they're they're saying it. He exists in this universe. Yeah. Just hopefully we get to see him. I would love to see it in like a, a James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I mean, that's I think that would work well with the type of characters that he talks about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely would be him Him and Nova in the same movie or something, like coming up together. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. I think that that's cool that people are digging through the script and finding these little little tidbits and fun fun facts here. So if those any more cool ones pop up, I'll definitely keep you in the know. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole has um, has done something interesting here and killed off literally every other property known. Um, because Kevin Feige said that with the Disney Plus will be the first time TV shows have tied into the MCU as a whole. 
Yep, the writing was the writing was on the wall. We saw it coming, you know, uh, and it was kind of convenient timing also because a lot of the streaming shows that they had, like uh, the Runaways and even kind of Cloak and Dagger, were kind of on their like second and third seasons. And at least with the streaming shows, usually you only get about three seasons. So I wasn't surprised to see the Runaways go. Cloak and Dagger was a little bit more surprising just because I think they were just in their Two. second season, yeah. right? So they they were kind of just starting off. I'm honestly just more surprised that some of the other shows are still in production. They're still letting some of them go. So it makes me think that if I was working on those shows, I'd be very cautious that they won't be around for very much longer. Well, you're jumping to our next topic, but this just means that anything on Netflix, anything from S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, none of that actually matters anymore. You don't have to watch any of those because they don't tie into the universe as a whole. Even the episodes that had Sif, Nick Fury, Maria Hill, um, that Hydra guy who was like the leader of the World Council at one point kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you said it yourself, that Hydra yeah. guy. None of these things that really happen in these Marvel TV shows were really consequential enough to really affect the MCU. And I don't either if that was by design or by budget, you know, it, it's it's not that big of a deal. All the stuff that they did in S.H.I.E.L.D. anyway, they were always dealing with like alternate timelines or like going to space and then rewriting they things. They were in the Matrix I mean, we, for a whole season, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They found ways around it. So, yeah. yeah, this this isn't this isn't scratching that part of the brain, you know, where you have like all of your DVDs on the shelf, but like one of the DVDs is unaligned or they change the box art for one season you know that's not the part of the brand that i think is going to be disturbed by this This yeah this is well i think it also simplifies it so if you're like oh do i need to watch shield nah you don't need to watch shield also (laughs) who who's the crazy person out there that was doing these gigantic mcu rewatches you know like there's not enough time in the year to to rewatch Shield and all these other shows and watch them all in order that's just someone did that thing where they cut the time for time codes out of those and like here's how you watch it chronologically you like watch minute two two minutes and 40 seconds into this episode up to like 17 minutes and it goes right here but then you got to watch thor ragnarok or whatever it is and then I, it, someone was doing that, but again, I would need an I would need an auctioneer to record like a, a cram it video of just like how fast can you talk? Yeah. <laughs> Get this to me as fast as possible. Exactly. But in that note, while you were talking about earlier, Marvel Television has been killed off uh, completely um, and folded into Marvel Studios. All future productions will be stopped as this department is folded into Marvel. So there's nothing new coming out of there. Um, if it's in production, then it will continue going, such as the Offenders and Hellstrom. Um, Shield will still debut this summer, but that is it. Like that, they are done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the offenders make sense because it's this, this, it's this own animated mature thing. Uh, because I, as far as we know, like I'm sure they're gonna keep making Spider-Man cartoons. They're gonna probably still make all of these other like, uh, just one-off character cartoons for like Disney XD or you yeah. know. I don't think they're gonna try to weave those into the MCU. No. So I wouldn't expect them to make these mature like profane cartoons that are gonna be on Hulu into their universe. I think we can pretty much separate those in our brain and they can be their own separate thing. But the I think the Hellstrom thing is the thing that I'm really curious about like uh one part of my brain just makes me think is maybe some money had already exchanged hands and the show just has to proceed and maybe it'll just get one season and they'll cancel it and can it and then feige can finally just have full control over his tv universe or maybe maybe hellstrom is just just 
just insulated so much that it doesn't matter what they do. Maybe it's just going to be its just own independent show and maybe technically deal with similar characters, but maybe they don't have to delve into the mythos of the MCU at all to tell those stories. You yeah, know? it's just using Marvel character names, but not really tied to the MCU yeah. universe uh, as a whole. Um, it's kind of like that, what was that Man-Thing movie sci-fi did? It's Marvel characters, but it doesn't tie into Marvel. Yeah, I mean, it's just looking at Hellstrom, it just doesn't fit into the strategy that's being involved. Yeah. So it makes me think if I was somebody that was working on this show, uh, that I just don't cross your fingers that you're going to be getting a season two. Keep looking for work. Yeah, yeah. Go, go where it goes. So that's cool. Um, uh, Jeff Loeb will be phased out over the next couple months to see this quote unquote transition. I don't know what transition there will be. Uh, they're just stopping literally everything else. So. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see this. So we only have one very concise, uh, connected timeline of things to watch and, and characters that really matter in the TV shows and back and forth. So there's that, uh, fun fact, the power Rangers are getting a reboot. I know you're excited. <laughs> Go go Power Rangers! I never got around to uh, I never got around to seeing the 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 other reboot that came out not long ago. That you I believe it was you said it was halfway decent. I've heard other people say it was all right. It was kind of had that chronicle feel to it a little bit. I wouldn't um, go that far, but like the the, the, <laughs> the creepy kid in um not kid the the brother in Stranger Things who had the mustache who was like hitting on all the moms. Yeah. Like he's he's <laughs> yeah. the red Power Ranger in that show in that thing, uh-huh. and then the Pink Ranger was the, the chick who played Princess Jasmine in the Power Rangers. Like they had really good actors. Like, but like, there's a whole scene of uh, what's her name who just did the uh, the failed um, Charlie's Angels reboot, Elizabeth Banks, walking out uh-huh. of a Krispy Kreme donut store eating uh, that's, the, that, that's the one thing that i distinctly remember from all of the trailers of just like man that's some product placement right yeah. there and i remember the i remember seeing like the power rangers donuts that were being advertised at the crispy cream yeah like that was like the 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 the, the worst part of it but i mean it, it yeah it wasn't it wasn't horrible i mean at, at the end of the day but they're doing a reboot they're starting over fresh from the ground up and the the they've got jonathan Intwistle, who did this, I think it's a show, right? The End of the Fucking World? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. I actually put it in my queue a while ago, but just like everything in my Netflix queue, you never get around to watching the stuff in your queue. There's always something else that takes precedent. But yeah, I've heard good things about it. I believe it's in season two right now. So like we said before with streaming services, he might as well move on to the next thing because best case scenario, he gets three or four seasons out of it and then Netflix moves on to their next thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up with Power Rangers. It's It's been on literally forever and it's, and it's targeted to such a young audience. Eventually, everyone goes through the same phase of you love Power Rangers, but eventually you grow out of it and you move on to something else. So they have a. I feel like they have a really big audience that they could entertain with the Power Rangers movie, from little kids to just adults who have just had this franchise in their life for so long. So I would love to see something. Um, who knows? Maybe they could have hinted at this in the Power Rangers movie that came out a couple years ago that I didn't see. But maybe something a little meta, something a little self-referential. Maybe get um, if the end of the fucking world is a funny show, which it, it possibly could be. Maybe this Jonathan guy could just bring some humor to it, and, Bulk and maybe skull. somebody they need to bring new Bulk and Skull. Yes, into this. exactly. Maybe somebody could make a reference to just like uh, like why don't we just get into the big robot at the very beginning? So, and we so why why do we wait? 
till things escalate yeah. and people die and things get destroyed before we get in the big robot. You know, some sort of meta humor like that, I we, think, is what a lot of people would really respond yeah, to. Yeah, we don't need this, the, the history, like, this like Spider-Man, right? We don't need to see him get bit by a spider every time there's a movie. We don't yeah, need we to see, it. what's his name, um, Zordon, give them their coins three quarters of the way through the movie. Right, uh-huh. just they already exist. They already exist, but something has to happen. Do you remember the Power Rangers movie from the '90s? They did. Hell yeah, I love yeah. that movie. They, they were already <laughs> Power Rangers. Their things got destroyed, and they had to go get new ones, which is awesome. That's a great storyline. Do that one. Do that. You again. know what they do? All right, I'm pitching. I'm pitching my uh, Power Rangers idea. The Power Rangers are already in full effect. Uh, they're already saving the world, but there's a tragedy strikes and one of the Power Rangers dies. So you bring your audience into the Power Rangers universe through a new recruit. So we uh, are the audience surrogate is whatever this new kid is who gets recruited. And when while he's learning about the Power Rangers, we learn about the Power Rangers. And then the secret sauce, every movie needs them. Put Paul Rudd in this movie. And that's how you, that's how you kick off your Power Rangers reboot. Yeah, there, there you go. It's it's all it's all there. I mean, I also think you know even if they if there's not a death, someone has to phase out, right? Like they they always, every season was new people taking over the mantles with uh-huh. new things. They're phasing out some of these people, and like they, they have to train the new ones all uh, at all the same. I don't know. There's a lot. Here. I want to see more robots. Like I don't want the classic Power Rangers thing. I want to see all the other ones. Give me some more of them. I know what they should do. They should take it serious. They should do what Pacific Rim 2 didn't do and this really keep up with the scale of giant robots. Lock down that camera. Go wide. Make these robots seem huge and slow but brutal. They probably won't because it's like a movie for children, so they want the robots to be doing flips and shit. But uh, give me a big mecha robot movie. Yeah, a, 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 fun, a fun one that's not just about Charlie Day being weird. How about that? Yep. There we go. And lastly, you thought we forgot. We didn't forget. Ghostbusters Afterlife dropped us a trailer on Monday, Mike. And guess what? Uh-huh. That's Slimer. That's got to be Slimer <laughs> in that, that trailer. Yeah, we. Uh, I did a. I did a frame by frame analysis of the trailer towards the end of it, where we see the Ecto One going after some sort of ghost creature. Green and, blobby. Okay. Technically, it's not Slimer, but I I think we both agree that this is just the CG replacement. It's going to be Slimer. It's like the same size and scale and everything. Yeah, and exactly. Like they're not gonna have kids chase down a really dangerous ghost in the Ecto One like the whole time, right? Um, I I think you know this this trailer. It's got Paul Rudd in it a lot more than I thought it would. For one, Paul Rudd, like I just said, yep. Power Rangers, Paul Rudd will get him in Ghostbusters. He's fixing exactly. Everything. Uh, I think also it's interesting that the the kids, um, the Stranger Things kid and, and the other girl is they look exactly like Egon. Uh, oh, the girl looks way more like Egon yeah. than anybody else. So I, yeah. I like that. And uh, so they're gonna find this car. Uh, I want to point out that um, and uh, listener in the show Adam, he's gonna be proud of me that the. One of the scenes shows the Shandor Mining Company, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Ivo Shandor was the main villain in the Ghostbusters video game, uh, which is they consider canon, but not really because it's not a film. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is the leader of the cult of Gozer. And we know Gozer from the first movie with um, mm-hmm. the, what's her name? The, the, the alien actress and the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I'm, I'm blanking on that. So. Sigourney Weaver. Yes, and uh, the other guy. <laughs> uh, so um, that I think they, that's a great little catch there. So what if the villain of this is 
the ghost of uh, Shandor, Ivo Shandor, and this ties into the first movie that way. Yeah, it makes you want. It makes you wonder how much of it is just a cameo or a callback, and how much. Is it going to be original? I think the weirdest thing to wrap my mind around is, you know, we're not big Ghostbusters, get big Ghostbuster heads here at Superhero Slate. But the, the I think what's very, very strange is even the last all-female Ghostbusters movies, so far all of our Ghostbusters films have all been comedies. Uh-huh. They've all been like comedy forwards, usually with action added to it, maybe more in the last film. There's not a whole lot of action, I would say, maybe in the original Ghostbusters. I mean, I guess if you count shooting a proton, pack as action there could be a little bit more in there um but this seems to be very sentimental very feel very touchy feely so i would i'm kind of waiting for a trailer that maybe has some more jokes in it but it's always hard to cut trailers for comedies anyway because you don't want to give all your jokes away so i don't know maybe this is maybe this is the new evolution of ghostbusters we're kind of gonna move away from comedy and just more dive into the lore because, I mean, the concept of Ghostbusters is very interesting if you think about it. I mean, like, supernatural, busting ghosts, is nobody out there concerned that ghosts are real? Like, this should really be affecting society, you know, in well, some way. But also, like, ghosts aren't just in New York. They're around the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this one seems very, very remote, which is interesting because they're driving the Ecto-1 through the uh, cornfield at one point, which is on the, on the yeah, poster. So. Yeah, very different setting. Um, I don't really know how they're going to bring Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and I always forget the yeah. other Ghostbuster guy. I feel bad. Uh, was his name, name Winston or something like I that? I think his character's uh, name is Winston. Yeah. So, I yeah, I just don't really know uh, how they're going to be weaved into it. I mean, technically they're going to have to travel, right? Because if this movie takes place in the middle of the country, are they just going to hop on the plane and do random cameos in a diner? Or are they all going to Skype with them? Or what exactly is going on here? But I don't know. You know, I just don't want them to phone it in. But I also don't want them to be in the movie a lot. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, maybe maybe the kids reach out to them. They they find their contact information and all of uh, Egon's stuff there that she's kind of going through, maybe. Maybe there's like a wormhole. They get teleported no, to the no, city you, or something like far. that. You've gone too far. You've gone too far. There's a lot of cool things here, and I, you know, I, th- I think this movie does show promise, and and I think that's that's good for Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters fans out there. So yeah, it, it helps to be in our position where either way it goes, we're not too it's offended. Not going to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, July 10th, 2020, for Ghostbusters Afterlife. If you have thoughts on this trailer, Adam, um, I know you're going to text me. Uh, let me know. We can maybe fix what we said, or if you got better insights, I'd love to hear more. So um, we can do that. Mike, that's the show. This is it. We're going to take a break. I need to go get some sleep for Star Wars because I'm counting it down. I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. So people know what you're up to this week. Where can they find you at? All they got to do is follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find, find you? Find me on Twitter, Valdan, V A L D A N, Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, you can also head over to Comic UI. Um, you know, we're very excited for the end of the year. If anyone has anything from the past 10 years they want to share with us, something, list, notes, whatever they want to say, things they've noticed for our upcoming episodes, let me know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what everyone else's, you know, thought. But, um, yeah, that's it. If people want to know more about the show, where to catch our review episode when it drops this week, where can they find those at? 
Yes, that is the most important thing that you can do this week is stay tuned for our Star Wars review, which I'm sure will be very dense because we'll be talking about a lot of things. On top of that, see how our bingo card <laughs> uh, panned out that we that we made uh, a while back. So all you got to do is visit Superhero Slate. You can find us on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, please visit the website to check out our up coming release calendar so today we talked about the flash could be coming out shazam 2 might be coming out we know we got black adam on our calendar so we got an awesome upcoming release page where we have just a nice little organized list when all these movies are coming out so you can check out superhero slate for all of that and our awesome show notes so like chris just said we love hearing from you the the year is almost over we're going to bring you uh just a few more episodes before the the year wraps before the year wraps and i think we're also going to come back possibly at the very beginning of the year maybe to wrap up the year as well so stay tuned mm-hmm. stay subscribed we're here to talk about all things superheroes and everything in between it's this. true and you know what i noticed while i was wrapping up and while you were talking we have covered mm. every star wars movie for the, this new trilogy on our show in reviews hey there you go uh, this, go back and listen to listen, listen to us probably contradict ourselves yeah in the, some way. for the force <laughs> awakens the um you know rogue once uh, the last jedi solo and now this one i'm just very surprised like i can't believe we've done a whole era of star wars uh in in a nutshell so we got that going for us all right well we'll catch you guys later this week may the force be with you all right adios thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe busy anyway so yeah they won't be listening to the podcast oh they won't oh